This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, and welcome to the 91st episode of Lake of Rage Pokemon Trading Card Game Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, a.k.a. Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by a very special temporary guest host joining us for... First time in a while, definitely not the first time, but the first time in a while, we have Zach Roy, a.k.a. Senior Doom. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. So for a little behind the scenes, Zach runs or sorry, Doom runs the Tournament of Doom on Friday nights. And uh, it, what time did it finish last night? Uh, about 1.30 in the morning. And we're currently uh, West re- Coast time. Yes, and we're currently recording this at 10 a.m. West Coast time, so not quite a full night's sleep in addition to, you know, you have some kids in there, right? <laughs> yeah, K- kids kids like to be up early on Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> early is definitely a term for what time they woke up, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us on, you know, short sleep, right? Because we got a very special episode for you all today. You have all heard the news, probably, if not, if if this is the first time you've heard this news. Uh, please get a Twitter account and keep up to date with the community on that. Cause this, this has been the big thing, right? PTCGO right. is getting sunset March 31st. Am I right on that one? Uh, it's technically not being updated after March 1st. Okay. Uh, the tournament organizers, we are looking at Mark, at least for myself, looking at March 31st as the date to sunset it, because that's when Scarlet and Violet comes out. PTCGO will not have Scarlet and Violet. Okay. PTCG Live will. So March 1st, no longer getting updates, but then March 31st is when Scarlet and Violet comes out. So essentially, PTCGO is dead by then. Correct. Unless you're playing retro formats, then PTCGO probably will be your, your preferred preferred play. Yeah, considering they don't have any before Sun and Moon format or cards in live currently. I mean, there, there are some retro formats that are Sun and Moon on, but... I am a some lot hater, but we're not going to get into that part. Uh, PTCGO is no longer being updated. So everyone's probably going to be switching to live on around that, you know, end of March date. And because of that, the community has very understandably said live sucks. Now we're going to, I think we've been saying that since it came out. (laughs) Okay. That's also true. But, uh, you know, it was originally like, okay, we're not being forced to do it and it's still in beta. So whatever, they will fix it. And then it's like, uh, you know what? This is fine. Go ahead and move over to it. And as such, there are some problems with it. And that is why we have doom on today. Doom is not only a tournament organizer, not only a streamer, but an artist, a professional artist who has some amazing artwork out there but also works for a variety of corporations in the past and so has a ton of experience. We're going to talk about how we can possibly fix the Pokemon trading card game lives visuals. Now, we're not going to talk about the back end stuff because I think and Doom, you can disagree with me on this one. But the back end is make the freaking cards work properly. Is that a good summation of that one? 
Yes, <laughs> that that would be a very good sum, summation there. Yeah, that would that, that wouldn't be a great episode, right? Of just like, hey, we just want the cards to work properly. But there's also the visual aspect of it. Currently, live is. I'm going to straight say ugly. It has improved immensely, but uh, it's it still has some issues. But anyway, before we get into that, Doom, can you kind of give us what is your experience both as an artist, as a streamer, as a Pokemon trading card game player? Like, who are you? All right. As a we'll start with the Pokemon trading card game. I've been playing Pokemon trading card game for t- almost 23 years on again, off again with going a little bit more heavily competitive since the XY Steam Siege format. So, a little... Like, there's times I, I, I came, I left, I came, I left. So, I, I've, been, I've been around forever. <laughs> been, playing, been, been playing Pokemon on, in any, any sort of way for 23 years. I've been streaming for about... We're at over two years now. I think we're coming up on three. I just subbed for 30 months. So, I don't know yeah. how long it took between the sub and the streaming. Uh, I think you were one of my first ones. I think we both are founders on both our streams. That sounds right. <laughs> so, yeah, I started streaming because of you, and I started watching more streams because of you. So there, okay, I, well, a little. I, I'm second gen to the Metal Magic Harps <laughs> tree of a uh, tree of streaming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, another behind the scenes. We were we were friends before like any of this like streaming and stuff like that happened. Like so, like why is Doom here? Because yeah, <laughs> that's another yeah, reason but, why. Anyway. No, another reason, but yeah, I, I started that. I I started with PTCGO, and then I started running tournaments about a year ago. We're actually coming up on our one year anniversary, and I I started streaming those, watching on PT, PTCGO, uh, watching the games, seeing how that worked. I've I've seen so many PTCGO games; it's like seared in my mind now. <laughs> and that's not even, that's not even like playing; that's like watching and commentating. Oh, so yeah. that's that that that's what I've been doing doing with that. Now, the bigger thing artistically, I am a, uh, currently, I am a senior art director of T-Mobile, uh, one of the largest phone companies in the, in the, in the world. T-Mobile is an interesting one. Just as a real quick aside that has nothing to do with anything. Every time it's like, oh, T-Mobile sucks because they don't get service to where my school is, you know, the, where I work at, right? Right. And then everywhere else in the world, except here, T-Mobile is like the company. And so every time you travel, you're like, yo, T-Mobile is it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which I I, I currently work there. I work on brands. I work on print print stuff. Uh, Before that, I worked at Amazon for eight years. I worked everything with Amazon's brand. I worked everything like creating visual assets or UI, UX. Uh, just everything you possibly could touch on. I was at, when I left. I was a creative director, so I was in charge of teams. I was in charge of projects. I was I was going through project management. I was going through setting the standards, uh, making sure things were being completed, seeing a lot of the problems that come along with a project. And then on, on just top of that, last about fifteen years, I've worked with just every single. I, I work with ma- massive companies. I've worked with like Wizards of the Coast. So I have a little bit of that that ma- magic. It's actually more D and D that I worked with them with, but still, you, you get the you get you get the side to side. Mm-hmm. Uh, CBS, um, Reddit, uh, always the ones I those are like the three big ones. I always start off with yeah, uh, but pl- plenty but, of places. And then on, on top of that, all I, I I run my own uh, my own print shop stuff now. Doomed Gaming. Uh, I, I make play mats. I, I work with TCG, TCG accessories, always trying to make sure everything's coming through and being made. 
Uh, if you want to see my work, actually, ZachRoy.com, Z-A-C-H-R-O-Y.com, because there's like 15 different ways to spell Zach, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, uh, you can see all my work, Pokemon-based, TCG-based, branding, UI, UX. It is massive. Animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's lots of different different things and lots of experience behind me. So I... And I've worked in games. I've worked also. I actually started my career in games. I went to college for games. I went to work for a uh, casual game company, Big Fish Games, which actually made stuff like casino games and like point and clicks and stuff like that, and card games, actually. So that's where uh, part of the, this experience comes from. So you have, you know, a ton of experience, both a million different levels, right? Of like managing people. You've got the experience in, like you said, there's animation, which is different than like static, even though you've done both things and both are incredibly relevant to live. Right. Right. So that's one of the reasons why we're going to jump into the, 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 what can we do to fix this? You know, there's, there's a lot of things and some of it is pipe dreams that you keep hearing from people of like, and eh, this maybe isn't going to happen overnight. This maybe isn't going to happen at all. And some of it's like, this could be fixed. Maybe not easily, but like if you hired someone like you, then it could be fixed for sure. Right. So let's, right. let's go ahead and dive a little bit into, you know, how live visuals could get fixed both realistically, practically, and just for the better. But first, before we get into that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And we are back. So we are going to jump into how to fix lives visuals. And I think the first thing that the Pokemon company kind of put out there as like we fixed it and made it prettier is the backgrounds behind the cards now changes with the type of the Pokemon in the middle. And some look okay, and some of them look not okay and you put out a really good mock-up on your twitter about how to fix this so can you kind of go into what are some of the ways that we can make just the background behind those two active pokemon look better well the the biggest thing is right now from my my perspective from what i'm seeing is it it doesn't have like a theme to it it's or if the theme is actually windows windows xp it's it, it, it there's there's not much going to it. It uses a lot of a lot of I would even say outdated visuals uh, going through. And I I don't know what the obsession with the red blue is. That could be just something they, they might even be mandated. So as I a quick know. like, because this is this is the weird like of doing a visual thing on an audio platform, right? But the red blue is like where the hand and the deck is on the outside. And like you said, it might be a con- I don't know where the red and the blue comes from. Because, like, the red with the middle part looks kind of like a Pokeball, but then the blue has nothing to do with a Pokeball at all. No, not, nothing at all. And, and if it helps anyone, just look up TCGL images, and you'll see this board, and you, you'll go, okay, yeah. That does kind of seem like it. And the board does interact with, like, animations. Like, when you scroll over things with the hexagons, it follows the mouse. 
like little little light subtle subtle touches which is great and shows like they are looking at details but it's also very generic and bland as well Mm -hmm. so i think that's one of the things that people really are are seeing and they're looking at and going oh okay this this doesn't excite me it doesn't say pokemon to me it says i says i'm playing in a sterile environment Ooh, i think that's a good way to put it actually right and one of the ways that they seem to be trying to excite it is like when you put down a type, you get a new background only on part of it, though, on this like kind of hexagonal area mm-hmm. in the center. So part of it, and it changes to the type, which yeah. depending on the type, there's actually been some really great backgrounds. Like I really love the water one. Yeah. It becomes, it becomes like a, a Pokeball in the center. It has like water kind of like gently going up against it. Like it's whoever really put that one together for the subtle details. And it looks, it makes it look a little bit better. But you still have the red, the blue, and all these other Windows XP elements in there. And it's like a constrainment of, of something really good. And so my, my take on that is, like, we, we, we know that that's kind of possible. Why can't we expand that area to be the entirety of the play field? Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan of it changing every time you change Pokemon on either side. I actually wonder if that's actually taxing the system. Ooh. Like some people com- some people complain about, oh, this is happening, this is happening. Like it in doing game development, everything has it takes part of the system up, especially visuals, like reloading, upping visuals, so forth. And I don't know how it's fully built. I can only I can only talk from my experience. Uh whoever has made it, they might have a way they do it, they might not. I I, I don't know. Like you'd be surprised how many times you do development in something and you think that's the way they did it, and then you find out it's entirely different. Mm-hmm. Or they use or they use something like SharePoint after twenty years, so and you're like, please no. Uh, they uh um, so you have those, and I I, I went through, I cut out all the cards and did a mock up of what how I thought the field should look, and I went with. I took inspiration from Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. You had the, the grass fields, the grass stadiums, essentially an over, overblown soccer field for the stadiums. And I'm like, well, okay, we have nice things where we can go ahead and put like boards on the upper left, left and right hand corners, even the bottom. So like that gives you a little extra details. Uh, put it on grass, remove all the, these like, like pipe elements and make the whole field that. And then I still add a little bit of the, the hexagonal. I think the hexagonal is part of their branding. We're going to see the hexagons. This is no something that I've heard a lot. So Mahone's been the person, right, who's talked about the hexagon dimension and how evil hexagons are. I don't hate hexagons. Is there a reason why they're doing hexagons? Or is it just like someone decided this is part of their brand, like you just kind of mentioned? I've thought, slightly thought, it's been entirely, entirely. They're trying to do the holodeck from Star Trek, and they're <laughs> only they're only doing parts of it. I did not think of that at all. <laughs> so interesting. I wonder why. I I don't know, but but taking that idea though, taking the the idea of the holodeck, that's where I expand to the stadium. That's where you can start being like you could have the, the field change mm-hmm. and then like they kind of already do the new Pokemon type. I would actually prefer if it stayed to your Pokemon type. Again, I don't know if that might help the system or not. Yeah. 
but that way it stays your type. And and other people on Twitter, my own YouTube, stuff like that. And so what if it changed with every stadium? Every stadium you'd have to create a unique. That was exactly but, what I was gonna suggest. <laughs> like that's what my brain's like. This sounds broken. Where why isn't that happening? But please go for it. But alternatively, if you categorize each stadium into certain things, mm-hmm. like uh, water type, what whatever whatever it helps the most. Yeah. Like we do. You remember like Prism stadiums? Yeah. They were, like, they were really themed out. Right. So then that idea of like stormy mountains you could have for lightning or training court. I don't think like grass, right? Because there is like grass right. in the actual thing. You know, that kind of idea, right? Right. Or path of the peak would be mountainous. Yeah. Except so everyone would want snow for it because the cards got snow. But like at least resource wise, you would say, OK, it's a mountainous. Mm hmm. Which would, which is a very common theme in TCG stadiums because the TCG game, every game has a freaking mountain. So therefore, every right, mount- stadium. <laughs> so you'd have grass, mountain, water. It's like your three, three you can start off with. That's three right there. Yeah. And then we go ahead and add a fire somehow, like a volcano. You know? Oh yeah, because so there's that, always. So yeah, there's there's four, four stadiums right there. And that gives you four unique visuals that could be inter- easily interchanged by how you throw down the stadiums using that effect they already have built in. Mm-hmm. So then that whole field like does it, uses the hexagons, switches out, and then there it is. And then you can fake 3D elements on the outer edges and give a little bit more of that depth. This is talking like desktop version. You now if we you do run into the problem with mobile, and I don't know oh again how they fully developed on it. Mm-hmm. The mobile version feels like it runs better. To the best of my knowledge, it well, I'm not a programmer. I have no, I have no qualifications to talk about this at all, except the fact that I own a microphone. But anyway, to the best of my knowledge, it looks like they started to do mobile first. Like it seems like the that, game is mobile and then has a desktop port, right? Right. That's not uncommon. There's a lot of development now. You go mobile first mm-hmm. and then move into desktop. And part. And that's how like we developed websites a lot of times. It was we started with the mobile mobile site, and then we made we were able to expand upon that and make it work for desktop. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know fully with the game. I don't know. I again, I only know so much about the development and like how we tackled it at different game companies, different card games, and it's just so. So massive, and like this is no small undertaking for them, anyways. Like we, t- we talked a little bit earlier about the cards, cards working. I think it was off, off, <laughs> off, off, off camera. Yeah, but whatever. No, um, you're good. There's my 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 wife plays uh, card games. She plays solitaire games. Mm-hmm. There's like three thousand rule sets. That's excessive. I guess that's not excessive, but that's excessive. <laughs> but. The cards are the same every time. Mm-hmm. They have a single rule set, but what five thousand cards? Yeah, like so. If yeah. I mean, and, and a card base that's also growing too, right? It's not like it's like so five thousand like, now, and then another hundred, and another hundred, another hundred every month, three months. Right. So, like, we we got a little little. I, I drove a little off topic, but it still it still comes back to it. Like, there's so many moving pieces for this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I, I, I say, like, we temper back the scale of the visuals and, like, figure out what, what makes the board just look visually interesting and what makes it a Pokemon game. And then what can't, 
what 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 does that mean? Like we do have the Pokeball all in the center, but like what does the rest of it mean? So I want to go back for a second and kind of like sum up that whole thing. Cause like what I heard, right? So first off, I we're gonna get angry comments if I don't mention this. Neither of us are defending live as a finished product right now. <laughs> no. But it's someone who is in the industry or had worked in the industry for like the video game side of things. It's not about let's make this like everything can't be this. Oh, this is all perfect. You know, every stadium being different isn't realistic. It sounds like for the visuals because it's the massive undertaking of everything. And we have to like kind of scale back that expectations of it can still look better than it does. That's not that's that's an issue, but it can't be this fully massive like. Oh, every single stadium has its own thing and every card has its own separate effects and it might need to be categorized a little more than that. Right. Like people like to point out Hearthstone or Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Those were also developed by 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 wholly fully made game companies. I think that's another people- thing. You're 100% correct, but like Bandai makes Yu-Gi-Oh games. Bandai is a game company. TPCI is Bandai does Digimon. Oh, who does in One Piece? Konami. 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 There we go. Well, when you, One Piece has a better online client than we have, which will probably <laughs> happen. Uh, Konami. Sorry. Konami, also a video game company. TPCI, not a video game company. Game Freak, video game company. Game Freak does Pokemon games. And on. Right. I love Scarlet Violet, but the game's kind of trash in terms of uh, <laughs> how it runs. Anyway, TPCI, not a video game company like Konami and not Bandai. Who does Hearthstone? I don't know who does Hearthstone. Blizzard. Oh God, <laughs> Blizzard. Yeah, so, real video game company. <laughs> yeah, so so you have you have a lot of people who develop that and have that, and TPCI probably built the team from the ground up. Yes, and they might not have been had like everything they needed to start off, mm-hmm. I, and so it's, it's a little bit like like defending the people who work on it, and even then, like I can even start bringing my own experience with like projects like this. The visuals could be someone who doesn't want to check their ego at the door, who's higher up, mm-hmm. who doesn't doesn't have the qualifications for this, and they they just want they 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 just want their visuals to look this way. They think it looks good in their mind, and what they're seeing that it's their vision, and their vision is correct. And it doesn't matter how good how good of a, a, a creative director you are, or anything like that they will find a way to steamroll you. And so it sucks. I mean, again, neither of us know because TPCI keeps everything as secret as possible. But like to me, when you say that, that seems incredibly realistic for why we have. Let's go back to the hexagons and let's go back to the red and blue on the sides for seemingly no reason. Are these the type of things that are just like they keep it? So that's probably someone saying we need this and no one can do anything about it. Yeah. Especially the red and blue, they might even look and go, oh, on PTCGO, it's red and blue. And then it's like, well, okay, we're making the spiritual successor. We want something visual to keep going with it. And no matter how much we as a community, everyone else in like testing and probably otherwise, who knows what else we're screaming, what, what, what is a red and blue? Someone there saying, but it's a visual higher, a visual like spiritual successor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it doesn't make sense. It's like you you want a fresh start. This is where you could do that, and like tossing the red and blue sides would be fine. 
So do you think that's part of it then? Like this idea of I've never thought about that. So all of these things you have thought about, I probably haven't. And unfortunately, I missed your stream where you ranted about this. If you want that, be sure to check. out. Actually, it's on your YouTube channel, too, right? Right. YouTube and it'll still be on the Twitch VODs probably for like another week or so where I actually do more afterwards. We afterwards, I, I, I start talking with chat and then breaking down some more hypotheticals. Yeah. And if you're like, a visual learner. You can actually see what he's talking about when he does this stuff. So, like, some some of it uh, some of it feels like someone's interfered with it, or it's an idea maybe it got programmed in earlier and you can't just remove it. Mm-hmm. It's not something that could be cut. And like we talked about the rule set, I don't know how much certain visuals are tied in with other parts of the code. No idea. I don't have access to the code. Most game code is pretty well locked down. Yeah. So, and I can't go in and start tinkering and tampering with it. But you could change something on the visuals and actually absolutely wreck the rest of the game. That seems bad. <laughs> the game's yeah, already kind of no. wrecked. <laughs> we, we had, I had a game we were working on at Big Fish Games. We made a minor tweak to the main character mm-hmm. two weeks before launch because it was digital launch. We had no worries about physical. It ruined every animation of his partner, his dog partner who ran with him in the game because like something happened with the way they, they interact with each other, with, the, with how the bones work, mm-hmm. and it completely screwed him up. And because then he couldn't, his, his uh, collision mesh now was screwed up, he couldn't interact with the environment, and then all of a sudden the whole game doesn't work. So there's making massive changes or making small changes seems like it could be an issue. And then it has to be like a complete overhaul if you're going to make massive changes, right? Right. And sometimes a, a, a small change won't do that. But or sometimes it might, might actually make something else work. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I'm not going to question it. You probably, probably, we probably grab Dylan's or, or, and be like, hey, Dylan, how many times have you coded something, changed a word, and then like half of it is fixed, but now you have a new half that's like not working? That is one of those classic like things that I've heard from everyone who I know. And I'm sure we have listeners who work in computer science who are like, yep, <laughs> that's exactly what happens. Yeah, I, I had that with a, a website with SharePoint. I, I will talk horrible about SharePoint more so than I'll ever talk about PTCG Live. Sorry. If it's someone worse on SharePoint, sorry. Um, <laughs> we, had, we had the whole site working in uh, uh, a simulated environment on our testing servers mm-hmm. for six months. The second we put it onto a different hardware, we put it onto our live servers, the whole site now takes five minutes to load. Oh, good. And so we're back to 1998 server. dial-up internet. Right. And we were trying to move away from looking like a 1998 dial-up internet site. Mm-hmm. And so we move it to another hardware, and it cuts it down to three minutes, but it's still un- unacceptable. Yes. <laughs> and then we move it to another hardware, and it goes back up to seven. And it's just like we accidentally developed it for that specific hardware we were tested on, bro. So it's like it's like it's like we developed a Switch game and then tried to put it on PS4, and then it's like trying to sit there and be like, "Where's the Joy Cons?" This seems I don't know. The the further we get into tech stuff, the more it's like I don't know how any of this ever works for anything. Magic. So, uh, in addition to the board stuff, though, I do want to get into there's like other visuals for sure. It's not just the board, although, oh, the one more board thing I would definitely 
because people are wondering this because I'm wondering this. One of the classic things on PTCGO was, oh, we could have customized play mats. Is there a world where that would look good? Not possible. Not is it possible? It's obviously possible technically, right? But would it ever look good to have it set up where it's like, oh, like the two people have play mats IRL, or is that something that doesn't translate well to a game? I don't think it translates well to a game. I think they attempted that with PTCGO mm-hmm. in a sense, and you can actually mod PTCGO a bit to have your own custom sides. Yeah, like you will see people do that. I don't recommend doing that because, like, as a tournament organizer, if I caught you doing that, I would assume you've tampered with your game in multiple ways. And I'm like, sorry, you're out. Yeah, and you can, you lose, can use your, lose your account technically from it too. Technically, but you can do it, and it doesn't look as good. People want it because I won't lie; they, they want their waifus on there. <laughs> to put it bluntly, waifus sell. Everyone who always asks for it almost either wants that or they want their own artwork, which is also fine. I mean, like, who doesn't want their own artwork on stuff? Or just let me buy my Cynthia playmat in the shop, right? And then right. everyone I play against has to look at Cynthia and Garchomp, I don't know, doing something. Raising their fingers to the sky or, you know, we win or something. I don't that know. sounds right. Like, that sounds like a very generic playmat. Oh, God. Wait, could you imagine? Every playmat would just be an ultra pro <laughs> playmat, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt that would hurt so bad you want to talk about bad visuals <laughs> anyway i yeah i could go on a whole separate rant about that uh but yeah i i don't think it would work if you if it allowed you to choose like custom backgrounds like the full background so say that was like that was your play mat and then it was like kind of themed out mm-hmm. so like when you play you came into play you saw on your side and i don't and this is again where like where where the tech handling comes from. On your side, you have the grass stadium, but on their side, they have the fighting stadium, or there's a special uh, world stadium, or a special uh, that comes with like your with, with your world your champions festival. Like mm-hmm. you get that, and it also gives you access to like extra visuals. That's something that would be great. And I don't know how they again like technical limitations. That's always the thing you have to temper: is technical limitations. Mm-hmm. Because as a designer, there's been times I've, I've come up with things like these amazing looking designs and then I hand it to a tech guy and goes, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't. Well, uh, back to the drawing board. Uh, so there is there's so, like a hierarchy both of you have to please your supervisor who can arguably tell you no to anything and you have to make sure that the tech people can actually do the thing without breaking the entire game. Right. And then even then you have like being a 3D game, you still have a limited amount of assets and polygon polygon counts and everything else. So like you, then you have to hand this to your 3D artists, depending like on that, and they have to be like, yeah, we have to cut the complexity down. Uh, if you ever want to look up really great concept art, Final Fantasy IX has this amazing concept art, and then look at the in-game characters. This used nothing, to, this, nothing like it. This used to be such a thing, too, when you look back to like old concept art for like N64 games or stuff like that. And you're like, this this doesn't translate to polygons whatsoever. Right. And it might no. be the exact same for Final Fantasy IX. Now that I think about when that game would have existed. Yeah, it's like the the black mage in it looks absolutely amazing. The concept art. Mm-hmm. And then you look at him. He's like wearing just like a over like an overcoat and a hat. <laughs> and it's like. Great, cool. Uh, thank you. So, okay. In addition to like the board, the board is a huge part of the game. And that's, 
that's what we look at and it's just like this is this is bad like the default colorless one is disgusting the red and blue on the sides is just like why is this there but then there's other stuff and one of them is this pop out of the pokemon with their attacks have you put any and i know the answer is probably yes but have you put any thought into how that could be improved of like this really awkward hey the hp is now very bright in the top and all the attack names are like very odd font not fonts but like odd font size where it's like these feel a little too small for how many words are on them and i don't know is there a way that this could be improved upon oh the one of the things for me was like actually scale Mm -hmm. it feels too small and like the way they set up the uh, attacks they're setting up like their buttons and they're also actually fixing a problem i have with the cards (laughs) they're fix they're fixing the accessibility issues yeah so you can actually read what the attacks do. But right now, it's just a little too small. So like I actually took one. I scaled it up. Mm-hmm. I scaled it up. I think it was almost 75%. And then it became more legible. So like when you click on a card, you should be able to see that. And like some people talk about like when you click on it on the bench, it gives you like an Excel spreadsheet beside it. Yeah. I don't think that's necessary. It's a little too much, too much info. We have everything on a card. Like a card is the info. And like I, I'm fine with the button, the button overlays. It mm-hmm. seems to work. It's everything else to it. And I, then I, I'm, I'm not actually a fan of how they do the HP, but I, <laughs> I, I don't like seeing like, I don't like seeing like 120 visually and then like negative below it. Mm-hmm. The way it's set up, just show me my HP going down. Yeah. So oh. if, I, if I get hit for 10, instead of saying 120, say like 110 or. There, there's ways to go about it what do you think of it so i like that idea personally because i'm the person who i right click every card on ptcgo so i don't have to do the math because it tells you how much hp is remaining but then we have right. like diehards and i know some of you listening to this are the type of people who are like no i want it to be 100 percent one-to-one with what the IRL game is. So do you think it would be worth the backlash of them to have like 280 HP Arceus and then it gets hit by a Cramorant and now it's down to 170 in the top right instead of a 280? Like, would that be accepted by the community, I think is the word that I want. I don't know if it'd be accepted by the community, but it might be accepted by new players. It might make it easier for new players. I think that's pretty important, actually, when you think about I'm a fan of that. I don't want to do the math. I don't care how much HP Arceus started with personally. I mean, it's like relevant sometimes, like hyper potion, but you still have damage counters on it, right? Right. So you still know, oh, there's 120. I can hyper potion it off. I'm assuming that's just a problem they keep running into. Mm -hmm. It's like, how how do we display this for for players? Considering the, the HP stays on the card when you play IRL. Yeah. And then you put all the tokens on it. And then you have to do math. Right. <laughs> and hope you don't mess up. So, I, I've been there before. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ma- math is difficult. Math is hard. The problem is I'm like great at math, but this is not, this is a little too, it's like too fast for me. And then you're like, oh, yo, Stone Journey's got two stone energies on it, but I've got oh, a choice gosh. spell. But they, yeah, it's like, it's so stupid. This is such a stupid complaint right now that I have, but it exists. We, we, we were joking on the latest uh, Tournament of Doom. Just play Arc Dura and go 220 every time. There's nothing stopping you from not doing 220. 
And you just keep on walking. It is really 220. nice. It's just like, well, how much damage do you do? 220. Right? There we go. You don't have to be like, oh, Gujar used the attack and there's a guardy on the bench. 220. <laughs> 220. I have a mill tank. That stops it. 220. Yep. I have cape. Doesn't matter. 220. The amount of times I've been so upset that that card just goes through every effect is very high. Very, very. That's unfortunately a good card. Yes, I I play it too much and I somehow now I'm up to a 75% win rate with that deck. Just bring it to Vancouver. I'm debating it. I, <laughs> I, I hate it. Like, I, I don't want want to because like I know it could be a potato. Yep. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, but then watch. I, I, I'm sitting in top eight with it and going, wow, I was so wrong. Someone's always in top eight with that stupid deck. Yeah, it's going to happen this weekend in Orlando. It was, if, if we called it right now, we're being Nostradamus. Because probably by the time you publish this and everything, right? Yep, the, the stream literally just started. So we're in round four of the tournament. So we could, we could be coming in. And remember, last, one last time I was on here, I called Whimsicott second place. <laughs> That is true. V Star. So I didn't say first. I said second. And Frank Pershick took it to second. Let's go back to the visuals real quick. Although yeah. you are correct. Uh, there was something else about, oh, the accessibility. I wanted to go back to that one real quick because I really like that. Because like, there is a difference between desktop and mobile, right? Right. We both are older than a handful of people in the community, right? We're in our 30s. So right. I, I mean, I already said 23 years playing. Exactly. Right. So. Like the, the whole time, practically when you're playing on a phone, you need these things to be there. Like, yes, you're, mellow. You are a competitive player. If you see Arceus, you should know every word on that card. That's correct. But I'm a competitive player. The fact that I've memorized most of the cards in the standard format is me just like putting my time in the wrong places <laughs> plenty of other people haven't memorized every card because that's not what sane people do <laughs> right you need to know what what the card does for pace of play and everything yeah right so but in real life you need to be able to read the card very easily on however big a phone screen is pretty easily so that's another reason why i think like you mentioned scaling the cards up even though there's like the oh this is kind of like an awkward way it's done but it has to be done yeah it needs to be done and hopefully hopefully it will be better the mobile experience generally feels better mm -hmm. than the desktop uh it does play actually fairly well one-handed which i actually applaud them like getting that to work that's really nice yeah because i play ptcgo i personally prefer prefer uh um, landscape over portrait, but getting portrait to work with a card game like this works. Like, uh, you also see it with like Marvel Snap mm -hmm. and other games. They're getting card games to work in that sense, which is great. So, I applaud them for that. And then going through and being able to see and do things like you should be able to click on a card, it should possibly take up the full screen so you can see everything and then just have a nice X in the upper corner. I don't remember if it gives you the Excel spreadsheet style on mobile. Uh, I don't believe it does because that wouldn't make sense. I think it just gives you some stats underneath like PTCGO style. Mm -hmm. Which again, that, that effectively works. PTCG Live works way better for mobile than it does desktop. Visually, it needs work on both still. 
I, I, just because it worked a little bit better on mobile doesn't mean I'm going to give you a pass for your visuals. But it's it's a little bit it it runs and feels better, and that's where like we talk about mobile first development earlier. That's where it feels like it was developed mobile first. So you did mention the idea of portrait landscape mode. Both feel feel good, which is like you said, an accomplishment. Is that so? The perspective of the game. That was the word you taught me before we started. The idea of the screen you're looking at should look like you're playing a card game to some extent, right? Not just like there's cards on the screen. Is that one of the reasons why the perspective right now of the game is like, it feels off. It doesn't feel like I'm playing a card game, but it, or it feels like I'm playing card game because there's cards, I guess. But it doesn't feel like you're playing the card game IRL, but it also doesn't feel like you're playing a computer game featuring cards. It feels like you're looking at a screen of cards. Is that part of the reason why the perspective is so awkward? for ptcg live or is that unrelated and they just did a bad job it's part of the reason if you really want to try to like replicate the full tabletop experience look at the old ptcgo where it was like full tabletop looking you could not actually see anything so as like from a development perspective if you have to be able to visually show everything that's happening on the board it has to be legible easy to see clickable so important. Then, so you have these things going through. Mm-hmm. And then uh it just it, it is just so it's so uh, yeah. It's a very hard thing to solve and as long as you're able to tell what's going on in the game, I think the developers have accomplished what they need to do. So do you it's think never it's never going to look perfect from perspective? So do you think the current perspective is like, I don't want to say as good as it's going to get, but like, are they looking at this and being like, this is probably fine. Let's put our energy elsewhere. Yes. Put it this way. It doesn't have to be perfect. It needs to be done. And if it's done and it works and people are able to play the game, just leave it as is. And then it can be something you can adjust and tweak later. And again, we said this at the start, there's going to be people who heard that and are like, but you can't play the game because it doesn't. This is all with the assumption the frickin' cards work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, this is an important part. If I can't, if Sky Sealstone doesn't work, it doesn't affect the perspective, even though we did talk about it. There could be actually an issue with the perspective. You change it and then watch Sky Sealstone not work. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise, but uh, it probably is probably... It's fine. Like it is better than when it was. What it was before, it was a little bit more t- top down, and they've angled it slightly more. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they probably tested, probably angled it more than what they had, and probably had issues with like play testing, and so they angled it back up and like kind of figured out where they wanted to be with the perspective. Out of curiosity, a lot of the comments that we see are often like, "Do the developers even play live?" And sometimes it's about the, the card game. But yeah, that was going to be my question. Like, because to do these things visually and to make the game look nice, like how much testing does this actually usually take in your experience? You know, that behind the scenes. Usually start testing uh, as soon as you can get an alpha build together. Mm-hmm. And you will have hopefully a dedicated testing team or you outsource a dedicated testing team. And you continue to test and try things and developers will sit there and test. The developers I know would, would hold parties. <laughs> they test their own game 
they would sit there, they would get pizza and beer, and they would try to break their game. That sounds great. Yeah, it was fun. I would I would join them occasionally. I was like, yay, free pizza and beer. Especially for like like a younger Doom who could like drink all that. <laughs> would so you as the artist, are you or as like whatever the heck your job is, some sort of thing Creative making director. stuff look pretty. Uh did you are you a part of the play testing officially or are you an unofficial part of that? And then you get feedback. Unofficial, but they will still take feedback, especially if you can find a bug mm-hmm. or something that breaks and then be able to like report that back. They'll take it from wherever they can. A lot of times they'll be skeptical of you at first. And I don't blame them. Like I, I get skeptical when someone shows comes up to me and says the kerning's off on something. I go, no, it's not. <laughs> it's like this is perfect. <laughs> My kerning is perfect and it is never wrong. And they're like, they're like, oh hold, hold hold back, buddy, hold back. Uh so we are so they they probably have plenty of people testing, at least unofficial unofficially, hopefully. It depends again also on NDAs. Mm-hmm. Like were they like a uh, dark development? I work on projects that are dark and I can't share them with other other people, even on my own team. Mm-hmm. So like I, I work on something and I can't share it. It's it's classified dark, or we also have uh, like when I was Amazon, we it was literally just called. It was like it was like classified and like extra classified, and then like Bezos classified. Whoa, was that actually Bezos classified? Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like the only people who knew was like Bezos and your team, and that was like supposed to be it. That's so funny to me, and I don't know why. That's so funny, <laughs> like just the name. So like even when we try to test something. And we couldn't go test it with like other people, or we'd have to bring them in on the team and kind of thing. So I I don't know what the, how their development cycle is. Yeah, but again, coming from the experience of my of corporations, both T-Mobile, Amazon, other ones, they might have not been able to to share it with other people. They might have. It could have been a whole office thing. Hey, everybody, download this and and try it out. Mm-hmm. Like we would we do that with site development and stuff. It'd be like, hey. We need we need this to break. Please go break it. Whoever does break it the most, here's fifty bucks. Yo, the bonus? The bonuses, man. For the pizza party. No, okay. Yeah, corporates corporations and pizza parties is uh, that's a whole different rant. We'll we'll leave that we'll leave that alone for later. That that'll be a that'll be a doom stream rant. So as a layperson who's been listening to kind of your description of how the visuals can be fixed, it sounds like they're actually pretty small, subtle changes technically of like, oh, you just remove the red and blue parts and you make the whole field expand out. And then you have a couple different solutions or a couple different like stadium bait or whatever they want to do. You know, like you said, four is probably a good number of like different options for that entire background to change. Is that right. like a good general summary there? Yeah, that's a very good summary right there. And then the idea of the cards making them just like easily readable, whatever that means exactly. And the perspective's probably fine as far as it's ever going to get. In yeah, and, and, and put it like I, I hate saying like fine, but sometimes you have to say that. Yeah, it's fine. It's not the problem right now. So in your experience as everything and you look at live right now, how likely are we to see changes to the visuals? And if we are, 
how long is that probably going to take? And I know this is pure speculation, but like you've worked in the thing. Is this the type of thing that someone's looking at this and be like, yeah, let's just move on? Or is the type of thing where it's like, oh, let's work on it. And if so, how long does that work on it probably take? It being almost, I would almost feel like a complete reskin. Mm-hmm. I would say we would not see a new version visuals of life for at least a year. Sheesh. Unless they, unless they are already working on it. Then we might see it quicker. Makes sense. But it still takes time to build the assets. It still takes time to make sure it works. Photo, you don't go into Photoshop and press a button and make things work. You don't go into Blender or Maya or 3D Studio Max, whatever 3D program you want to use, press a button, and then it makes rocks for you. Mm-hmm. You still have to create the textures. You still have to create the meshes. You still have to import them to the game. I think they use Unity as their engine. PTCGO used Unity as its engine. So you, you see that, and you, uh, you, you end up, up having to put all that in. You have to make sure it works. You have to make sure that it's laid out correctly. You have to make sure it works correctly. So it's not... Just like, hey, we did this over the weekend. We threw it up. Like, I can do that to a site, but a site, comparatively to how many, it, it's like I changed the wheels on my bike versus I changed the engine in my car. <laughs> those, are, bro, those are the same. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, totally the same. I could, I could change the wheels, a wheel on my bike, like, you know, hour to, 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 change, to change everything, in my, change like the, the hood scoop on my car. That's a, that's a, multi-day endeavor sometimes so the idea of like we're looking at probably what we're going to be looking at for a while because they had a i'm going to say big overhaul of the visuals which was a slight change of perspective of the board and the cards look a little different not too long ago is that realistically probably the only one we're going to see for then like you said maybe a year i would if if we go off the demo timeline that they did with the previous visual update, mm-hmm. I would assume we might see something in like four or five months that they're already currently working on. Okay. So like the current but, feedback may or may not be relevant to that, right? Unless you're saying right. the same thing you were saying six months ago. Right. Which some people are, to be fair. Some people have been saying the same thing the entire time, which is I hate hexagons. Sure. Uh, <laughs> are the hexagons going anywhere, though? <laughs> no, they're, they are part of the branding. <laughs> and if you if you're going to see the hexagons gone, they have to. It's not even just that they have to change the logos. They have to change the printed cards that we the code cards we get. Yep. They have to change any sort of ads they have out there. They have to change any sort of other other printed materials, any sort of promotional materials they've already made. That's a really good point. I didn't even think of it. I've got a code card in front of me, and can I show this without showing the code? Because I haven't redeemed this one. So any YouTube people can not look at it because the screen is too big. But uh, there's hexagons on the code card. Like There's just the entire background is hexagon. So it is probably just the brand. Right. And that's something like you most people don't even consider is like you just it's the downward. The, the, the downward downward version of it is, uh, OK, I made this one change, but now I have to change it in screenshots. It has to go into the app store and then it has to go on other branding and it just keeps going further and further down and then all of a sudden you're like oh great like we we uh, it mobile the stuff i work on a brand we removed a single element from the brand one element and we had to change 75 prints so this is a very large endeavor of the hexagons are staying because they're not going to do that much work no that's why i like in my mock-ups i integrated the hexagons 
or tried to mm-hmm. keep them in there because it's part of it. It's not hexagons are not a bad thing. You can be interesting visual. It's just how how do you use them? Mm-hmm. And then I think the other one big visual, and this is kind of obvious, it's Pokemon, right? But they seem to really like the Pokeball in the center and that idea of like there is a Pokeball on the field. Is there ever any issue with that one? Or is that just like, yeah, this is fine. We can always incorporate that. That's branding. That's 110% branding. Look at the stadiums in the game. They have Pokeballs in the center. You look at, especially with like Scarlet and Violet. Mm -hmm. It's their, 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 their battlefields are based off like tennis courts. Yeah. But there's still a Pokeball in the center. And so same thing with like a, Sword and Shield, and then some of the older ones, like you come in, there'd always be a Pokeball as like the battle er- battle area. Mm-hmm. One side, one side. So it's going to be there, and it, it's a good branding and integration visual that people see that. As long as that's always in the center, they'll go, oh, that's a Pokemon game. So that's the type of thing that we're expecting to also kind of stay, which is fine, right? Like, it is good. Yeah. But I do like how you kind of compared that to the stadiums in even Scarlet Violet right now, right? Of like, this is what the stadiums in the game look like that I've never noticed because I don't pay attention to the visuals. Sorry to everyone who worked on that. But <laughs> it's uh, it's there and it should be here too, right? Of like, this is a stadium. And that's why I like your mock-up a lot. Everyone be sure to check out the Twitter that'll be linked down below to find the mock-up because it looks clean and it looks good and it looks like you're doing a Pokemon battle, right? Right. Which is actually a lot of things that came up on, on, on in the video. People go, yeah, this is a Pokemon battle. I feel like I'm seeing that. Mm-hmm. And not like the sterile environment of cards being put down. Doom, I really appreciate you taking some time to talk about the visuals of PTCG Live with us, ways things can be improved, and most importantly, what is actually realistic for us? No problem. If, pe- glad to be on. if people want to find more of you and i highly recommend it where can they find you uh you can find me on i post a lot on twitter uh at senior underscore doom that's s-e-n-o-r underscore doom mm-hmm. i also uh have i do a lot of work through doomed gaming d- doomed dash gaming.com uh and i also stream on twitch uh my, my schedule is a little sporadic on twitch but we do have the tournament of doom every friday uh, myself and my co-caster Pokey Emmy uh, go and we try to cast. We have almost successfully casted every single round, every tournament. We we did. I'll at least admit last night we did not get game three of the finals. The person's device died, and they had to use a different device. So, That's... but it was Arc- it was Arctura versus versus Reggie's and Arctura bricked, and so. Like, <laughs> I, I guess we didn't miss anything. So yeah, that, that's not a great matchup, kind of regardless. Yeah, it was one-one split. It was. Oh, so Arctur had the lost cities then, right? Multiple lost cities. Okay, yeah, that's the only way. Which I'm a big fan of, but that's the only way Arctur wins that matchup. Outside of like yeah. Reggie's bricking hard. <laughs> which the Reggie's kind of bricked a little bit in that game one too. I mean, they do that, right? <laughs> Both yeah. decks are prone to bricking. Uh, anyway, myself, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Mellow underscore Magikarp. And this has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. <laughs> we'll catch you all next week.